The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. What's up, it's your girl, Sasha Banks, Legit Boston. You're watching Going In Raw. You like that? This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. Marie. <laughs> and you are going in SmackDown Live. This is the glorious one, Bobby Roode, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, guys. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. What's up? It's the moonwalking, trash-talking princess of Staten Island. I want to remind you all that Mela is money, and you're watching Going In Raw. Hey, this is Shinsuke Nakamura. Just keep watching going in the raw. This is the knockout artist Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Lars. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson and available wherever fine podcasts are. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it to make sure you're always getting your new Going In Raw notifications. You also got access to our community tab over there on YouTube. Uh, we posted up a, a new poll. Oh, yeah. I was very curious to know not just if people thought it uh, raw last night was a yay or a nay. There seems to be a lot of split opinions on that one. Mm -hmm. uh, but also the the didn't watch, don't plan to category was interesting to me because it was oh, down to 22%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lately, it's been hovering around the 40 to 50% mark. This is the most positively received raw in a while. Uh, last week got a really, really large yay contingent, I think, because it was actually a decent episode, if I remember last week. Um but uh, I think it did anyways. Here, I'll check. Again. All right. No, last week. Oh, wow. 14%. Oh, wow. And this one's up to 26. All right. Well, that's good. On 3,000 votes. So, um, so yeah, uh, be sure to subscribe to the to the channel. Uh, we're also available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steve Larson. Oh, one thing I want to note about the Patreon, too. I've been, I've been making a note about this, but I want to do like a pre-recording thing for the audio version of the podcast. Um, we've been placing ads in the audio version of the podcast because we're a business and we need to do that. Mm -hmm. um, however, we do offer an ad-free audio RSS feed as well on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson for $1 a month. It only takes a dollar. $1 a month. You'll now have access to not just ad-free version uh, of Going In Raw, which you can get as an RSS feed, but also um, the bonus show content at the appropriate Patreon tiers. So if you're only at $1 a month, that goes a long way for us, and you get one bonus episode every single uh, Monday. If you go up to $5 a month, you get the bonus show uh, Monday through Friday. So uh, that's kind of cool too, and it's all on an RSS feed. You can import it into whatever podcast app you use, and it'll automatically uh, download um, if, if you do that. So uh, that's pretty cool. I figured that out. Patreon just basically, they, they had that available the whole time. I had no that's idea. That's super cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm not good with technology stuff. Nor am I. Um, so that's really cool. And then uh, also at $1 and up, you get a shout out here on the show. Uh, oh, so yes. we had some more patrons, didn't we? We had some more patrons. Yeah, we had some more patrons. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, shout some of them out. 
let's see here. Uh, Jordan Varden, Chris Harding, Wonderlips, uh, Boudrix, Sinclair Thompson, Robin Lormer, Owen Larman, Ryan Mann, and Frankie Dixon. Thank, Thank you, you all. so much. Today, the bonus episode today is exciting because it's Truth Exposed Truth Day. Truth Exposed Day. We've been uh, 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 figuring out what Fake. we're going to watch. What if it's real, though? What if it's real? You have to open your mind. My mind is completely open. Your mind is closed. No, it's, it's shut down. Open. My voice is a little off, man. I was screaming for them McMahons last night. No, you weren't. In a nutshell. We were screaming for the revival last night. That's what we were screaming for. Yeah. Yeah. I did a travel vlog. It's going to be like a really short one. I never, I always, I'm always like, oh, I've got big plans for travel vlog. And then I'm always like really sheepish about like recording stuff. Yeah. I'm just not the kind of guy, like surprisingly, I just don't go around, hey, everybody, what's going on? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. I find it goofy. I get self-conscious easily. Yeah. Um, had a good time last night, though. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a it was we went, five man. hours. We went. It was yeah, we Sacramento went. So yeah, we, yeah went. we went. It was five hours for you guys to watch this week's episode and next week's. Um, we won't talk at all about next week's. Um, however, we will next week. We will next week. <laughs> it won't be live because it's, it's going to go up either late. We've talked. Oh, I have an idea about this. Either late, 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 late Christmas Eve or first thing Christmas morning. Um, so we're actually going to record the recap for that later today. Obviously, we're not going to live stream because it'd be chock full of spoilers. Yeah, but. It was a fun show. Yeah, it was fun. A lot of people are making a big to-do about about the episode. It, I mean, and, and I totally see everybody's point of view for the most part. Um, in terms of, let's look at the, let's just look at the optics. It started out with the authority. It yeah. started out with the McMahons. Vince, Triple H, Stephanie, and, and Shane. Shane. Yeah. So you can, you can... On one hand, if the glass is half full, you can okay. Well, they're acknowledging there are big, big problems. Yeah. Evidently, according to I think Russell votes uh, had a report that Vince was very reluctant to yeah, be, on be on TV. He didn't want to be back on TV, but it's sort of a sign of, in their words, desperation. desperation. He knew he needed a big event, and the McMahons typically are a big event when they're doing something with this gravity. There did seem to be some sense of sincerity from them, yes. saying, "Look, we know things are broken around here, and we're going to try to fix them." And uh, and Triple H made a point of saying over the coming weeks and months, you'll be seeing fresh matchups, new superstars, new faces, new opportunity, um, like a focus on wrestling. Uh, and uh, oh, there's something else I was going to make a point of saying. And when you while you think about that, when you look at either the spoilers from next week, which we're not talking about, no, or if you look at just last night's episode, yes, we saw. More matchups that we've already seen. The entire opening segment, Baron the, the Baron Corbin bit, was essentially... I mean, the whole match between Baron and Kurt was pretty much an exact recreation of what happened at TLC. Right, exactly. However, glass half full, maybe they're just tying up all these loose ends before moving on to new things. So I'm reminded of uh, when... It's funny because I was listening to a little bit of uh, Meltzer's uh, Wrestling Observer Radio this morning just mm-hmm, to get his mm-hmm. take, see if there's any like inside dirt, and I didn't really hear any. Yeah. But he likened it to the stuff they kind of used to do in WCW when it was dying, which I disagree with because if you look at the biggest thing, the biggest sort of reboot, the biggest obvious reboot that Russo pulled... Oh, it was when he stripped, he's like vacated all the titles. He brought everybody out there, and as if nothing mattered before, he stripped everybody of the titles, brand new reset. I think, and and look what happens. That's a one-time temporary bump in the ratings. Oh my gosh, shocking. But the bottom line is you still have the same kind of garbage going on before. 
Vince McMahon is the kind of guy where I, I honestly believe he's the kind of guy. Well, let's wrap up these stories because I don't want to like it would be if you think what happened last night was insulting to our uh, to our intelligence. Well, look at what it could have been. It could have been them hitting a complete reset. Everybody's feud just drops. So then all the in-universe, in-kayfabe motivations just have to dither away. Yeah, they just yeah. have to go away. Yeah. That doesn't make a lick of sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. So you have to, and here's the thing. Look at the logistics from the company standpoint. Um, we're coming up on Christmas Eve, or the Christmas week episode, and we're coming up on the New, New Year's, Year's Eve episode. Yeah, yeah. Those do historically low, those do traditionally very, very they're low ratings. Gonna, they're not going to do anything groundbreaking or new or... or, or they're not going to do any serious refresh during the Christmas Eve episode nor the New Year's Eve episode because no one's going to be watching it. Yeah. Um, their best chance, even the week after that on the 7th, is the college football playoff final. That's going to get huge numbers. So we might have to wait really until the 14th of January to see any real significant major changes. It's kind of, I would think, like from a company standpoint, it's a bit on the advantageous side that we're coming upon these two weeks where they can essentially – while understanding that we're going to get low ratings regardless. It doesn't, dude, if next week, so it airs on Christmas Eve, is that right? Yeah. Okay, so next week's episode airs on Christmas Eve. If they brought up the Undisputed Era, Aleister Black, Gargano, and Champa all on an episode, it would still get low ratings. Yeah. That would still be the case. Totally would. So you can do whatever you want on Christmas Eve. It's going to get bad ratings, so you might as well take that time and... So I feel like they and did. wrap up the loose well, ends. I feel like they did. Again, no spoilers for the Christmas Eve episode. They started wrapping up some of these storylines, though. Mm-hmm. They were they were on the process to wrapping up some of these things that had started. Yeah, I can think of at least two, if not three, instances where stuff can be done mm-hmm. now. Yeah, done. Yeah, there is, and you know, I having been there live, I'm not exactly sure how. Um, the the third hour played on TV. Oh, overall. Um, I always like like when the Seth Rollins Gauntlet match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really appreciate it. It's not like it was stellar wrestling from the entire for the entire hour that that match happened. What last night? No, no, no. I'm talking about oh, the, the original. The, the Seth oh, the Rollins two hour one. one yeah. The, oh, yeah. That was two hours. That was, was two yeah, hours. Seth right. Seth was in it for an hour himself. Yeah. Seth was in it for an hour, which was a really compelling story for an hour. Yeah. But you're not on the edge of your seat. It's not like Aleister Black, Johnny Gargano, where there's no rest holds. You know, it's like people are still going to do that. Um, The last hour last night showcased the women's division. Now, um, I I guess there there could be a little bit of cynicism in in that, you know, Vince might have paid attention to Twitter when Asuka won. Wow, women's division's hot. Let's have the entire third hour. I kind of appreciate that. No, I do too. Because it seems like right now, both on Raw, I mean, on Raw and SmackDown. That's kind of the one thing you can kind of say they're doing right across the board for mm-hmm. the most part is how they're handle, handling the, the women's division. Yeah. Um, it's been pretty interesting, captivating stuff the last few weeks. And I kind of appreciate that. And focusing on, on what is actually working, mm-hmm. that's just sound strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I like that. I thought that was different. I thought the, the one thing, my one takeaway, my one takeaway, and granted, it's not all like, it's not all amazing. It's not all great. But the one takeaway I got um, that I'm tentatively pleased about the most in all this is when they mentioned, I think it was Stephanie when she was saying, you know, uh, meddling managers aren't going to be getting in the way of wrestler. We're going to let the wrestlers and she used, I'm pretty sure she used the word wrestlers. 
We're going to let them wrestle. Um, that seemed to be one of the points that they were trying to get across. Mm-hmm. And if you look at what happened in not just the the, the fatal four or the the four way uh, tag match last night, um, but you know, also but, the 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 total the, the the last hour of the show was all wrestling. It was all wrestling. You get the revival coming away with a championship opportunity. Um, the only thing I'll spoil about the follow about the Christmas Eve episode is we get that match. They get their title. Oh, match. that was announced. That was announced. I think. Okay, was that oh, maybe announced? not? Maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe not. Well, you do get it. Um, and I will just say this: not going to spoil who won. They wrestled a match that we really, really enjoyed. It was really good. It was Rude and Gable, and they got to showcase how good they can be as a wrestling team, as mm-hmm. a wrestling tag mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. And then we saw some stuff from the revival that we hadn't seen before. That we hadn't seen before. Yeah. There was no shenanigans. There was no this or that. It was a really well, well, well scripted, well paced, well wrestled match. It was within. It was within what we were used to seeing with the revival. Yes, and that in itself, to me, is a positive step. Yes. Um, I I really hope. I mean, going back to glass half full. I'm sorry, half empty. I. So like, I don't want them to be messing around. Like. Page is a great general manager on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't need Stephanie there. No. You know, no. to tell him. To, like, I, I don't want them to be. To, I, look, I want to know that they're that we're taking it seriously. And we have to take what the McMahons say with a grain of salt. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, they made plenty of mistakes in the past. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I and to a certain extent, I understand when people are having the reactions they are when they open the show. Saying, Triple H saying, we're going to get fresh matchups. Mm-hmm. And then the whole show is filled with repeats, matches, and, and continuation of feuds that have to a certain extent, already uh, gone past their shelf life. Yeah. I understand that. But at the same time, <clears throat> just based on logistics, looking at the calendar, it's not the season where you make see, you know, huge wholesale changes. Yeah. Because no one's be paying attention. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and we did get, we get, this was, this was kind of interesting. Um, the, uh, the NXT call-ups, because they said we're going to be yes. seeing new faces. And if you look at who's being called up, granted, I I kind of think that these call ups are going to happen between now and and the rumble and the rumble and then I do think that we're going to get some big name call ups after the rumble because probably. nobody that was announced was like a big name like Nikki Cross. Let's go down the names really quick. Nikki Cross, she basically had her call up on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's, it, that's, it's weird how it they seems like that was like a one off call up non call. But there was that time on uh, episode of Raw where they had the entire women's division out. On stage, and she was there. Yeah, which I mean, look, if Nikki crosses above brand, I'm all for it. Yeah, totally. You know? it's still weird though that if we're gonna call her up, she's gonna go to Raw, not SmackDown. Oh, I think that was across WWE. I think what they Maybe. what the those well, were those were meant to be because it yeah. did not say Raw. It, it said coming to it WWE didn't on the video package, but on Twitter they te- they hashtag it Raw. That could just be... they did the same thing with Lars Sullivan. Okay, it could just be the same. It could just be this happened on Raw. Not that's they're what, coming to Raw. So yeah, given, no, given was, that's what we saw with Lars, it was Sullivan, unclear. Yeah, it was unclear. And where they several going. of those wrestlers who were announced, I forget. I think Nikki was one of them. Maybe EC3. I forget. Said along the lines of, "It doesn't matter where I go, or gotcha. depending on where I go." Yeah, yeah. So that was that was that's a cross brand. We're gonna get those six between now and um, or those five acts, anyways. Yeah, now, between now, now and then. The Rumble. Yeah. Um, heavy machinery. I'm I'm kind of scared for to be honest with you. Um, They'll probably go to Raw. If they keep things the same, they'll probably go to Raw. Yeah. Uh, Nikki Cross, I think, is fantastic, but 
given that we've already kind of seen a pseudo call up, it's not like a big oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, Lacey Evans, we kind of saw coming. Yeah, she's she's really really good. Yeah, but the the title scene in NXT right now, she she comes across as kind of an EC three type. Mm-hmm. Like she's just sort of in. I know she's been in NXT for a long time. She was in like she did a promo in Breaking Ground as part of their yeah. tryouts. Yeah. Um, but she. The way she's developed, especially over the past twelve months, mm-hmm. she's ready for main. Yeah, she her really, character work is fantastic. She feels like a main roster character. I don't really know where she fits, though. She's a, she's very much a character too. Yeah, which leads me to think Raw. I could see you know I could see her as acting as sort of if 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 Alexa Bliss. It's going to be a while before she comes back, I suspect, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that concussion stuff, apparently, I mean, you know, they yeah, have start her deal with vertigo. And stuff, they have her no... basically doing wrestling in a ball pit, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> McDonald's yeah. ever like super crash pads. Yeah. May, I could see her as being kind of a mm-hmm. soldier of an Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. yeah, regime, I guess. I could see that. Um, <clears throat> EC3, he seems like a SmackDown guy. He does. But Vince is gonna love him. Oh, I hope so. I I honestly think I somebody here in chat said that they could see him in like the losers locker room within six months. I don't know. Just give him the mic and <laughs> Dude, let him do one of his crazy promos. I think the fact I think that he'll be fine. they didn't simply just cut together a bunch of stuff for him. No, that was a thing. Cause everybody else has got kind of like standard <laughs> B roll with some previous uh, interview footage, and that stuff with EC three man. Did he shoot that himself? I don't know. He is so flipping good, though. He is. I am. I am so much more excited now. And I was even excited when he got signed to NXT. But I was like, where does he really fit in? And that's why when he came in, we were both kind of like, he should really just be on the main roster. Yeah, totally. He's already a main totally. roster guy. So this makes all the sense in the world. And it also kind of makes all the sense in the world why they've been booking him so strong in NXT. They're doing this thing now. They had like Lars Sullivan beat Keith Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I guess if you don't win a title, like the math is kind of, if you don't win a title in NXT. Get, you get booked strong on the way out the door. But yeah. if you do win a title, then you have kind of like a lame duck <laughs> yeah, session or, exactly. or period in NXT before you get called and they up. they just literally forget you existed. Yeah. Um, I'm super hyped. That that butt shot. Oh. I marked out so hard. That, that was, was great. brilliant. That was great. He, cut, he takes off his cuffs and his his, his uh, wristbands, wristbands are underneath. He unbuttons his shirt. He undoes <laughs> his belt. He pulls down his pants and he's got his ring gear on. And it's just a shot of his butt. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's like it's like Joel Schumacher. Yeah. It's like his Batman. That's what it is. That's yeah. what that was. Yeah. And it's brilliant. It's so good. <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. It's so good. So I like that. And yeah, look, man, we still got a lot of Baron Corbin. Like we we got that I I get it. Well, here's a spoiler for the Christmas Eve episode. There's not as much. Um, not yeah, as much but Baron. yeah, but it's a very prominent spot for Baron Corbin in the yeah. on the Christmas Eve episode. But I actually, I'll be honest, like that Christmas Eve episode, I I think we both kind of, and maybe it was because it had a brisker pace that we didn't have to deal with commercials and that kind of stuff. Yeah, they just taped the, the matches. Um, and we're not, we have no idea. There was like one backstage interview that we saw. Yeah. I'm sure they filmed a bunch Maybe, more. Yeah, because there was about two hours of content they shot while we were there, which would leave about 15 minutes of airtime unaccounted for. Backstage. But what we saw it felt a lot like a really well produced, really well put together house show. Yeah, it and did. it was a lot it of did. fun. It was wrestling too. Yeah, it, it was, was all wrestling. wrestling. It was wrestling. So that was cool. Uh, let's get a couple of these super chats yeah, done, yeah, yeah. and then we'll get into the minutia of the show. Uh, Keenan McCarty, you guys have to check out Mustafa Ali's Chasing Glory interview. No shame. I cried like six times. Also, oh. super hype for Wrestle Kingdom. Go Ace! Man, I'm pulling for Tanahashi. 
Which Omega's is weird because totally I've never been a Tasha Tanahashi. I know. Man. You've never been a Tanahashi. You know what, man? Because that dude is solid New Japan. Yeah, he is. Kenny, I don't know where he's going. Is he going to WWE? He's All Elite going, Wrestling. Staying in New Japan. I don't know what he's doing. I, look, man. Give me guys who are loyal who are going to be there. All right. Matthew Cox. Don't spoil no ish. Won't be no ish. Brandon Lusala. Whose debut do y'all think will be most impactful? Hopefully EC3. Hopefully EC3. I think the crowd is going to love him so hardcore. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alto, follow Eddie on Instagram for sweet pics from Raw at Eddie underscore WB. Yeah, Eddie was, was uh, sitting uh, front row center towards hard cam. Yeah, man. Got all sorts of cool pics. It was great to see. We had a little uh, friendo meetup yeah. there. Yeah. Great to meet so many of the friendos. We yep. got some swag. They'll be in the, the travel vlog. It was for great sure. to see everybody there. Um, RTGTZ, always fun spending my planning period with you guys. That's good. Uh, Ryan Supernova, which merch shirts did you guys wear last night? I wore a Caljack shirt. I didn't. I wore an Odd Future shirt because I like their donut designs. Um, Ryan Supernova, oh no, Jeffrey Nguyen. Leg day, let's get this bread. Josh Little, you guys look tired. It was a long day. Yesterday. My voice is tired. My voice it was is a long tired. day. We got another raw recap after this one for the Christmas Eve. So. I know it's fun. And, and then it, our, we're doing like friendo award nominations after. Is that right? If we're up to it, right. we're gonna have to go get some coffee at some point. Aaron, what changes do you guys think will happen? What changes would you guys like to see happen in the coming months? Um, just focus on the wrestling. That's what SmackDown does so well. Exactly. Just make it essentially make Raw more like SmackDown. Just yeah. have the the motivations be clear and simple. Let the characters dictate where the stories go and focus on what happens in the ring. You know what I liked? Um, I don't know if you mentioned this in the notes because it was such a small thing. Hmm. But when Shane said to the authors of Pain and Drake Maverick, rematch clauses are antiquated. I just added it in the morning. All right, cool. Um, we'll talk about that really quick. I really like small tweaks like that can make a big difference. Yeah, you know? it, keep, it, it keeps feuds from overstaying their welcome. Exactly. So it's like, no, you don't automatically get a rematch because that's kind of silly. If a rematch makes sense, then do it. Yeah. Don't limit yourself. Yes. But also, don't. You, there's no need to sort of just jam it in there for formality's sake. Yes. Um, and that'll help. Little things like that, I think, will go a long way. Yes. Um, as you all know, the uh, episode of Raw kicked off with... Uh, Vince McMahon. Mm -hmm. He came out and he said, even a man of vision, of genius... Uh, 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 wild creativity can't do it on his own. Here's what cracked me up about this is that, you know, a bunch of people on Twitter were saying, you know, you, you guys need to go out there and just boom, boom. Yeah, he goes, boom. First thing he says is, you better come out here and boom me. Do you really think booing Vince McMahon out the door? You think he's going to go? He, he he's like the Hulk. You boo him, he gets stronger. He doesn't care. He gets whatever his boos, powers grow. Whatever boos the crowd last night could have thrown his way would have been a, a pale comparison to the the level and pure decibels of boos he got during the Attitude Era. Yeah, during the whole Mr. McMahon Austin. If feud. he came out and we gave him the Roman Reigns treatment that Roman got at the Raftermania, he would have. You would have seen. He literally would have grown. He would have grown Start in mass. Flexing do you think pets, Booing's man. gonna do thing one to that man? No, he doesn't care. He loves it. Yeah, he loves it. He sees what's happening right now as probably a challenge that he will conquer. Another yeah. thing that he'll conquer. Low ratings. He'll figure it out. That's what's going on in his head. Whether or not he will. Whether or not the steps he takes are going to work. That's another thing. If you boo him, he will simply get off on it that's vince mcmahon give me a break booing him isn't gonna do anything no. 
Anyways, uh, so anyways, yeah. he introduces Stephanie, Triple H, and then Shane, which is a bit of a surprise considering mm-hmm. he's commissioner of SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they take turns on the mic, and the general point is, uh, no more middle management. We're we're going to be taking the reins and and running Raw. And then Shane made the point of saying, and SmackDown. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Um, and we mentioned the, in the open of the show some of the things they, they touched on. Fresh matchups, new faces, uh, just uh, listening to the fans. Um, what, I, what I dubbed... After Triple H finished the fan service era, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he said we're not the authority anymore. You, the WWE Universe, are now the authority. We're going to listen to what the fans have to say. Now, I can I can actually approach that one as a glass half empty thing, and it's a small thing. Nobody like the authority. No, don't call us the authority. No. Don't ever bring up the authority again. Never. Because you, what do you think of? When you think the authority, twenty-five minute promos from Stephanie and Triple H. Every single episode every of Raw. Every episode of opening Raw. every episode. We don't, and who do we, we have? Who do we have in the ring? We have Stephanie and, and Triple H for about fifteen minutes before <laughs> there's any wrestling action. Exactly. Anyways, Baron runs out, ruins the party, and then there's like a really oddly timed commercial break where he says, "You know what? Last night was it wasn't. Oh, one thing you guys didn't mention was fair. What happened last night was not." Fair, yeah. And there was a commercial break, and everybody was tweeting at us. What are they? What is he saying? What is he saying? He said he wants to have a conversation. What is he saying? No, lights just went down. Nothing happened. Literally nothing. nothing. Lights went down. Lights he, came back up. He was in the ring. He milled about in the corner of the ring. Lights come up, and then so no, literally nothing, nothing happened. Nothing. So lights come back up. He continues. Uh, he thinks he was wronged. He wasn't prepared for Braun because Braun was supposed to be there. He wasn't prepared for Rude and Gable, Apollo Cruz, Finn. Or Kurt Angle, because again, they none of them were supposed to be there. Mm-hmm. He said he was unprepared. It was unfair. He wants his job back. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Baron did a great job in this segment, getting those boos. Mm-hmm. Triple H kept on saying, "Well, you know, if you boo, you, he, he, we can't hear what he has to say." Yeah, they're really egging the and people. So on. Baron yeah. was trying to talk, getting booed. Um, and in the end, uh, they decide that Baron gets one more opportunity. He can be permanent general manager of Raw mm-hmm. if he beats Kurt Angle. Yeah. Um, Which, okay, so here, here's my thing about this. So they said, yeah, if you beat this guy. Now, half glass empty guy says that is a prime time for, there's two things about this that are kind of wrong. Number one, prime opportunity for a call-up. You want a really good optic that really won't do much of anything else in terms of like altering your show, a really good optic would have been Lars Sullivan mm-hmm. or any number of call-ups that could have happened. Mm-hmm. That would have been a great time for mm-hmm. a call-up. Mm-hmm. I can see the other side, though, from a wider perspective. I mean, there is there is a wider culture that really loves Kurt Angle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so bringing out Kurt Angle, that is a bit of fan service. But if you really want to, if I mean, let's let's be let's be frank here. 
the one and a half million people who are subscribing to the network, they're all hardcore fans yeah. who live to see call-ups. Yeah. So if you really want the optic that you're doing something new and you're not really sacrificing like a meaty story, just do a call-up at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call something. I don't care who it is. Just because, call them up. No, I know. Because then you say we're doing something new and then it's a complete rehash of what happened at TLC because Heath comes out as a manager. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Part, part way through the match. Uh Triple H says, oh, it's a handicapped match now. Out comes Apollo Crews, Chad Gable, Bob Roode. Mm-hmm. Um, that ma- they, they continue as a handicap match for all about two minutes. Shane comes out and says, oh, it's a no DQ match too. Yeah. And at no point during any of this does Baron have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Um, it just feels like another public humiliation for Baron Corbin. Yep. Um, everybody produces a chair. They hit him with the chair. Everyone hits a finisher. And Kurt Angle pins him. Afterwards, they get a table put in the ring. And it's an Olympic slam through the table. That might have been an audible because the fans were calling for a table during yeah. it. Yeah. And then they did it afterwards. I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I do think that would have been that would have been a great spot for like a perfect spot. Maybe they've got like a specific plan for Lars Sullivan. But you really do need to do something there to well, be I like, think, oh, think, it's kind I, of a new I era. I think what would preclude Lars Sullivan from coming out at that point is probably that they have him booked in their mind a certain way a heel. Yeah, probably. And they didn't want to face pop for him on yeah. his debut. Yeah. But you need to do you Well, then debut EC3 there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And my, my other thing about that was, I, I so I totally get how, you know, Triple H said he kept on upping the stakes against Corbin saying, oh, it's a handicap match, et cetera. So I get that. But, like, you kick that, man, the first, like, four minutes or so with Kurt Angle. Kurt, he's he's moving slow these yeah, days. He's moving slow. He he looks he looks his age. He's taken a lot of abuse yeah. during his during his time as a wrestler. Well, yeah, even before he was a professional wrestler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Won a gold medal with a broken, broken neck. neck. Yeah. Um so like having Kurt Angle who like actually sh- like here's the thing. The last time we saw uh Kurt Angle preceding TLC was him getting humiliated by Drew McIntyre. Yeah. So, like, Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin have been booked kind of on the same footing a little bit. I know Drew's a bit more manly and he's a bit more, he's a lot more manly. But he's, he's, his power ranking is a bit higher, kind than of. Baron? Than Baron's? Than Baron's, yeah. I'd say it's substantially higher than Baron's. Bar- I don't, Drew doesn't have the weakness of uh, roll-up. Well, yeah, but that's, like, that's, a, that's an Drew Achilles has, heel right there. Drew has any weaknesses. Oh, well, I know how you feel about Drew McIntyre. But stepping away from your fangirling of Drew McIntyre, um, <laughs> um, you know they're kind of on even footing a little bit, a little bit. Uh, my point is, Baron Corbin's a young dude who should be able to annihilate Kurt Angle. Yes. He really should. Yes, he really should. Yes. That's why you need a guy like Lars Sullivan or EC3 or somebody else. Yeah, yeah. That even like, okay, well, he maybe just takes him by surprise. Like, oh, I've never faced this guy before. I don't even yeah. know who he is. And then he eats a one percenter or whatever. Yeah, you the know? thing about EC3 though, it too is is. Of all the people, they they had that video package for the people getting called up. And I feel like the only one who really got a really... Nikki Cross got a decent response, but in the arena, the only one who got a pretty good response was EC3. Yeah, sure. People know who he is. Yeah, yeah. And he's so great. He's great. <laughs> he's so good. Yeah, that would have been that would have been huge. That would have been absolutely huge if he if he mm-hmm. made a call up. And I do feel mm-hmm. like it was a missed opportunity. You're saying it's a new era. At least give us the optic yeah, that's what that it was. You're taking that's, your own words seriously. That's what you can. That's what you can say was a negative about last night is that the optic of it's a new era wasn't there, and one call up would have made that. Yep. It would have made such a difference. Yes. It really would have. Yes. And firing Drake Maverick. Yes, that would have been a thing too. Yeah, that could and here's have been the a great thing. Out- at optic. no point, and this would have made, this would have gotten a pop at some point. 
either instead of doing this match and just repeating what we saw at TLC with Baron, or afterwards, Vince just comes out and says, Baron, you're fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but again, like I mentioned, with I know it happened literally the night, but you're right. You're right. It happened literally the night before we didn't need to see it again. No. You're absolutely right. No. Uh, next, another fresh matchup, Finn Balor versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, <laughs> again, hopefully they're tying up loose ends. Yeah. Um, so pretty much about halfway through, Drew comes down to ringside. Uh, Dolph notices. They start well, yeah, brawling again, the outside. It's the thing that, look, man, they literally announced it at TLC. You can't do the Russo thing where all those matches are off, bro. You yeah, can't, you you can't, can't do, do that. that. You yep. got to have the dang match. Yep. Yep. Uh, while they're brawling, Finn hits a plancha on Drew. Back in the ring, Finn kicks out of a Famouser. Um, right as Finn's going for his uh, drop kick that precedes a coup de grace, Drew gets in the ring, just clobbers him, starts beating the heck out of Dolph. And then he dishes out a Claymore for Dolph in the ring and one for Finn ringside. Um, and, uh, you know, I feel like this is somewhat dealt with the following week. Um, <laughs> yeah. Afterwards, we got Dean Ambrose back. He's got a security detail again. Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. I don't mean what? to interrupt you. Rick Scurvy here in chat makes a good point. He said, just looked on Twitter and saw Zack Ryder got a dark match. Yeah, yeah we should have. We were there sorry, live. Sorry, yeah, he beat Mojo in a, in a, I don't know if it would be a main event or if it was a dark match. Well, this was obviously their blow-off. Yeah. For tying up loose ends, fresh matchups. Exactly. This was this has been a you know like two years, three this years has been now. Been ongoing for years. Where hype bro finally got the best of his Tyler Durden esque alter ego yes. projection. Exactly. Yes. yes. Mojo Raleigh. That's a joke we haven't gone to that well in such a long time. Probably about two or three years. And I guarantee, not a lot of people. Nope. <laughs> Nope. Probably remember nope. that one. Maybe but. someone will go and uh, alter Mojo's Wikipedia. Because I was again. I was roaming around looking for some chicken fingers, some chicken strips last night. Yeah, and uh, and I was like, oh Mojo, I saw like peek through the curtains. Oh, there's Mojo, and then I heard Zack Ryder's music. I was like, oh man, blow Bat- off match, battle of the ages, blow off match. Yeah. All right, Dean Ambrose came out with for a promo. He had a security guys. He had four of them. By the way, that live entrance is is even worse than it is on oh, TV. Oh, it's awful. That siren is bad. And there's flashing lights. Towards where we were sitting. Yeah, the flashing head. lights. Didn't bother I me at I WrestleMania. I can't believe that it did. That's remar- honestly, I'm not. I'm not like giving you crap or anything. It's remarkable to me. It didn't bother you at WrestleMania Here's because I think it, was it was everybody. Man. Here's what I think it was. Because at Mania we were on the we were on the, the field. field, yeah. And so the lights were above us. So if I focused my field of vision towards the ringer below, they really didn't bug me. Whereas here we were in the lower bowl, and so we were about on the same plane as the lights below. The Titantron that were strobing and flashing. Mm-hmm. I was on the same plane, so regardless if I looked up or down in my periphery, I would still see those lights. So this is why to turn away. I, I honestly think that that. So I've joked about how good my periphery is. Yeah, I think it's a real thing. I think my periphery is vastly superior to basically everybody's. You're probably in the normal. I'm probably in the. I mean, I can superior. see. You. I'm looking. I'm looking straight ahead, and I can see you right now. Of course, I can literally see the wall behind me right now. I can see the wall right there behind me. Yeah, see, yours. the fact that my periphery is so expansive, that's why WrestleMania st- bugged me. It's still not. Because I looked behind me when that was happening. I still saw it perfectly. 2020. Doubtful. Anyways, Anyways continuing on. So, uh, Dean dropped the promo. He's not uh, helping his cause getting over his heel because no one seems to care. Still saying, yeah, hey, I proved to you that I was right. Seth was wrong. He called uh, people in the crowd dirty. 
Um, Meanwhile, we were looking so closely. Look, to which man. one of his his SWAT team members was Seth Rollins? Yeah, and there or was local one who, or local uh, wrestlers. So we were trying to figure out who is who. There was one guy who just obviously clear as day had Seth Rollins' exact posture. Yeah, and so we're like, oh, it's totally there's him. Seth. Um, and then and then yeah, we couldn't. We were speculating on who the others were. Dave Dutra uh, gave some indication on Twitter that he might have been one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and we were trying to figure out who the others were. Confirmed it was not Adam Mayhem. No. Um, he was going through his own yeah. problems. Boy, that sucked. That does suck. Yeah. Uh, what, what else did Dean say? He was just going on Dude, on. I was just, it's so aimless. He says, I'm I'm, I'm going to take everything from him. He thinks I'm going yeah. to take everything from him. I'm going to expose him for a fraud. I'm the moral compass of this show. It's aimless. It's just aimless. He'll nothing. It doesn't. It there's doesn't. No it does, reason. It doesn't, it, there's no like if these guys weren't former partners and members of the Shield, you wouldn't know. There's no reason know. here. There's no. It reason. It plays no part in this feud. It doesn't. It's I know they just, got they got some heat for how they approached it initially, but at least that was different and interesting. Mm-hmm. It could have gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. This is yeah. just generic. Yeah. Um. So he ends up calling out Seth. So Seth, here you can come out, face me like a man, and say, "Yes, Dean, you were right." No, Seth, he doesn't show up because he's one of the guys in the gas mask. And then Dean says, um, "I'm a, well, whatever. I'll have a, an, an open challenge." In comes NXT call up Tyler, Tyler Breeze. Tyler Breeze, there's your call up for the so night. So if you recall, Tyler Breeze got called down to NXT for his match with Ricochet, which was so very this good. Technically, is a call up. Yeah, good for Tyler Breeze though. Yes. I think I think a lot of people want to see him succeed. So again, I know the Intercontinental Championship. It's a big deal. You know, it's it's pretty. It's like the top title on Raw because yeah. the top yeah. title isn't there. So having him win the IC title, who Tyler from, Breeze, yeah, yeah, pro like I think it would have been a, another again kind of a great optic, but that's a big thing to do. Here's sort of a really it, it big could just thing be like a one week thing too. It could be. Yeah, you could have Seth uh, cost Dean the Intercontinental title. Tyler Breeze wins it. Just have another match the following week. Dean gets it back. Yeah, and it would allow it would give Dean an opportunity to show a brutal side. Yeah, right. If it's if he didn't leave that in CZW. Yeah, he like gets in there immediately, gives him a dirty deed. Yeah, picks him, but doesn't get let the the pin, just like the, gives the him five happen. dirty deeds. Yeah, he wins, brings in a chair, big heel heat on him at yeah. that point. Yeah. yeah, and gets his title back. It could have just been an easy one week thing. Yeah, yeah, but and like instead, Seth Gas Mask Seth just sort of stood there and watched it happen. Yeah, you know, like yeah, come on, dude, do something. I know, do something. Influence this match somehow. Anyways, Dean wins the dirty deeds. Tyler gave it his best. Um. Uh, Seth's music hits, or Dean gets on the mic. Michael. He says, "Oh, I guess Seth isn't here. I guess he isn't, doesn't care." Seth's music hits, um, and then uh, Seth. All the other gas mask guys go to like that side of the ring where the well, first. It was is. funny because Seth's music hit, and we knew which one was Seth. We looked at him <laughs> and Seth this with his gas mask on. Yeah, he starts like looking like around. Around, <laughs> and it then up. the other security guys. Yeah, they go towards the ramp. Seth gets in the ring, takes off his mask. Uh, he beats up. He beats mm-hmm. up Dean. And then Dean flees while while uh, Seth gets rid of all the other uh, gas mask guys. Yeah. Uh, next, we had a Shane interview um, interrupted by Drake Maverick and Authors of Pain. They want a tag title rematch. And this is when Shane says, automatic title rematches, antiquated, no more of those. Think of the past. Yeah, I like that. Instead, good. I can give you an opportunity. Uh, he says, uh, it'll be a fatal four-way, four teams for a tag title opportunity in the future. Revival, Authors of Pain, Lucha House Party, and B-Team. So, yeah. And that happened later in the show. Remember when the B-Team was a thing for like a cup of coffee? Yeah, I know. 
that's still I mean that's still sort of the problem with the raw tag is like you have a team like the B team with two really talented guys mm-hmm. and just a go nowhere. I feel gimmick. like every time they have to do that B team, B team, go go go, it saps a little of their soul. Yeah, I think it does because that song is horrendous. Yeah, it's really bad. It, like for a spell, I was like, well, it fits them because they're a comedy act. But I don't want that on Raw anymore, man. Now I'm firmly in the. I just we, let's just get some good tag teams. Yeah, I just want good wrestling. Let's get some good tag teams, man. Good like, wrestling. Look at SmackDown. You can have a jokey tag team like the New Day, but just be really good. Mm-hmm. You know, they can be serious when it demands. It matters more that they're really demanded. good. Uh, then yeah, we got the announcement that Lacey Evans, EC3, Nikki Cross, and Heavy Machine are on the way to the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a just a graphic, a card that featured them. Commercial break, come back, you get little video packages for each of them. Um, the EC3 one is fantastic. Check it out if you haven't. Uh, next, uh, we get uh, Lashley and Leo Rush in the ring, kind of uh, mimicking a- uh, Elias's gimmick, sitting in the middle of the ring on bar stools. Uh, Leo's doing the talking, Lashley holding guitar, and then you realize, oh, this is the busted guitar he had at TLC. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then that leads to Lashley posing. And, of course, he shows his rear end to the whole audience. He has a very impressive body. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Elias comes in, destroys a guitar across Lashley's back. Yes. Yeah, that was a, boy, that was a stiff shot. That was a stiff shot. Got him on his shoulder pretty um, much. And then, so was it, I think it was announced during the show. Yeah. The match that was set up the next week, the Miracle on 34th Street, street match. Street fight, yeah. Um, the street fight. Uh, again, no spoilers. It's, it was. I thought it was a really fun match. It was fun. I thought it was a really fun it was match. Fun. Uh, next, we got a Sami Zayn vignette. He's returning soon, recuperating from double shoulder surgery. Eesh. Yeah. Um, and then so, so people said there was a Kevin Owens one that didn't play in the arena. Uh, yeah. At no point had we, did we both leave. No. I am perfectly willing to admit that maybe I sat there and didn't pay attention while you were gone getting your food, and maybe it ran then. I have no idea. No, maybe. Although I, I, no, I went. I went during the the first match. I left during the yeah. Angle Corbin one. They wouldn't have ran a promo during that. Yeah. So apparently it was a Kevin Owens returns thing. Soon. He's he's not coming back till February. That's what I'd read. It's around the corner, man. That's three months, two and a half months. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. That's a month and a half. Well, depending when February. We're mid, well, yeah, February 1st is a month and a half away. Less yeah. than a month and a half yeah. away. He's, he's... Anyway, this is a while. <laughs> month and a half in my definition. When is the actual exactly rumble? Soon. When is the actual rumble? The 27th. Okay. Cool. Uh, next, we had the Fatal 4-Way match to a new tag team contenders. Lucha House Party versus Revival versus B-Team versus AOP. Say yeah. Yeah. Revival picked up the win. Oh, we got two new Eric's on Patreon Cool. Now. Eric Barron and Eric Lipkin. You will fight for title of Eric. Thank you, Eric's. Uh, Dash Wilder pinned Bo Dallas after a Shatter Machine. Fun match. Really excited to see Revival win it. Yeah. After all the adversity. After all the struggles they've had the last few weeks. Yeah, man. Um... And uh, it's good that uh, uh, what Seth Rollins said was he, was heard by the powers that be 
Revival got a tag title opportunity. Yeah, I, I, I do hope that the way they've been booked so cartoonishly bad yeah. will end up benefiting them because it is so obvious and people rally around them so much that they, they are truly a foundational tag team. You can use them to anchor your tag team division. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so they go on to fight Rude and Gable uh, next week. And after seeing that match, again, no spoilers, I really want to see that feud continue on mm-hmm. because, man, Bob Rude and Gable are really shaping up to be a good tag yeah. team. Chad Gable is amazing. Dude, we were watching him during that match. He's oh, so smooth. He's so good. Yeah. So good. Uh, anyways, next, Seth Rollins interview backstage. Baron comes in, interrupts it. Um, cause Dean, or sorry, Seth is saying, eh, I'm not going to, not too worried. I'm upset about Dean, but, you know. Didn't he say something like, he can take my title, but he can't take my heart? Yeah. Something like that. And then he, oh, he said, I heard what people said during a match at TLC, and I, I took it to heart. Oh, yeah, he said it was like a low point. He yeah. said it was uh, prof- personally, professionally. He says, that's on me. I'm going to do better. I mean, it's not his fault. He was booked in a feud with Dean Ambrose. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyways, Baron comes in, and Baron blames Seth for all his trouble, saying, you know, before this promo, He's everybody thought. your fault. He says, everybody your thought fault. I was a great general manager before you said I wasn't. But you said I wasn't, and but I think I am. And now I thought I was general manager, but now I'm not general manager anymore, and that's your, your fault. fault. I'm not gum. And he says, I would take the Intercontinental title from you, but uh, <laughs> wait, <laughs> Dean Ambrose already did. Pop! Seth pops him. <laughs> this decks him. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, after that, we had a Ronda Rousey promo that was, uh, it felt like it was written by Vince. It, you no, know, man, I told you. Or, th- or Triple H. It sounded, it, it was sounded, really, it this was, sounded like it was, because I'm pretty sure Triple H is like her handler. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure he wrote this because it sounded exactly like a takeover, like him talking about a takeover. It did. You know, a it champion. Was, what does it take to be a champion? It was overly verbose. It really was. Beating all the odds. Being a good person. So, like weird stuff well, like that. Well, it was that. like being a good person, showing yeah. the best of what humans have to offer. Cleaning up after yourself. Recycling. Oh, you're talking about Minoru Suzuki now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he did that at his show. Great champion. He is. Wrestling in the rain. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, it was, like you said, it was verbose. It was a bit much. I think, I see, Vince, the reason why I don't think it's because whenever I think of Vince promos, I think of, like, you know, uh, Sparkle Crotch, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, a lot of Roman stuff. Triple H, he does a lot of, like, very sort of Shakespearean, wants to be Shakespearean types of, this is takeover, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it was too much. Anyways, it all led to an open challenge. She says, you know, she's a champion. I think she says, I think it should be a situation where uh, after pay-per-view, um, in good shape or bad, champion comes out and defends the title. Mm-hmm. And we cut backstage, and it's the entire Raw Women's Division, save for Ronda Rousey, arguing at Gorilla with the producers who's going to answer they're the open challenge. They're essentially all yelling at them to, to run their entrance music. Yeah. That's what they're doing. And this totally confirms what we've talked about here on the mm-hmm. show. When anybody asks us, in kayfabe, what is the deal with the open challenge? Who did who gets determined? It's whoever shows up at Gorilla position. So there's like a mad, as soon as it's announced, there's a mad dash at Gorilla. Yeah. And uh, and in this case, 
all the women might have been in the same vicinity. They all run to the grill position. Yeah. And they're all like arguing. So, And then Stephanie comes over and she towers over all of them for some reason. Well, just because she was born that way. Um, and she says, come over here. Come with me. Yeah. So she takes him out to the stage and says, we're going to have an eight woman gauntlet match to determine her opponent. That gauntlet starts right now. Um, the first two uh, women involved will be Alicia Fox and Bailey. Neither of whom should have been excited about that. It's a gauntlet match. You I know. never want to go first. No, you don't want to go first. You should. Like, they, their reactions should have been, dang. Uh, again? First. <laughs> Stephanie. Anyways. Anyways. Um, so, Bailey kind of had the Seth Rollins-ish. She lasted. She lasted uh, three, three competitors. Three yes. people. And probably about a half hour. Um it should have been Ember Moon taking her out. She should have taken out Mickey James. Mickey James had a great performance. Mickey James so. was the MVP of this. She was match really up good until man. until the last one because she was involved in a lot. Yeah, I know she was only in two matches, but man, she held it together. Because it was, I was under the impression that the title match was going to happen at the main event of this show. Yeah, because I thought I said heard Stephanie said later tonight, but that she just could have misspoke, knowing that there was another episode of Raw happening right afterwards. Yeah. Anyways, I could have imagined it. Um, but then once Alicia Fox versus Bailey went longer than about five minutes, um, I was like, oh, they're going to give this this the whole last hour. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, at one point, Bailey starts selling a leg injury. She beats Alicia via roll-up. But uh, that's a, a story that continues until she's eventually eliminated. Um, uh, next, after Alicia is eliminated, Dana Brooke comes in. Uh, Bailey eliminates her with a Bailey to belly. Again, selling leg injury. People are trying to work it. Uh, Mickey James comes next. Um, and this is kind of like the middle point of the match. And there was some portion of the crowd who just didn't seem into it, mm -hmm. unfortunately. And so uh, I don't know if it was uh, consciously or not, or Mickey is just this much a professional. She really started to play with the crowd. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Which I think got people back into she it. She does that so well. I know. She does she's so natural. I mean, she's been doing it forever. Oh yeah. She's so natural at playing to the crowd. Yeah. It's it's great. No, I mean, look, man, it's 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 a lot of just straight up wrestling. That, that that's what it used to be back in like the nineteen tens. I know. You know, you I just know. sit there for three hours in the sweltering Watch sun. Two guys. <laughs> Collar and elbow. Yeah. Lock up Jockey, endlessly. Not even really wrestling. Jockeying for position <laughs> so they can do a move. <laughs> exactly. So I'm not sure if back then there were this is boring chance. I don't There's know. There's too much money in the line for pe people were betting for it wasn't to argue about the entertainment value <laughs> yeah. of. It wasn't until guys like Luthez came along and invented power bombs yeah. and cool moves. And, and, and the me press. Mm -hmm. <laughs> since redubbed Luthez press. Or did he, did he just call it press? I think he just called it the me. I think he called it the me press. All right. Oh, who invented that move? Me. I did. Me, I did. I did press. Yeah, I did press. Um, Bailey hits her, her top it's rope. It's my press. It's my press. <laughs> it's her top rope elbow, but it's too close to the rope. Mickey grabs it on the ropes, and then uh, Bailey's leg just can't handle it all. She's eventually eliminated with a DDT. Uh, next, Ember Moon versus Mickey James. Again, Mickey's really playing with the crowd. Ember Moon hits an eclipse. Mm. It was great. It's the best move. And man, Mickey James, she, she sells that the thing. Heck out of it. Oh man, and it's great when uh, I even even when she's stood up while Ember climbs to the top, Mickey James is swinging. Oh yeah, at she starts flailing she's around, swinging at nothing, so eats that eclipse and does a flip. Oh, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely it's great. great. Uh, next, Natalia to the ring. 
Um, she eliminates Ember with a roll-up, but it was a really good match. Uh, then Ruby Riot versus Natalia. Um, the rest of the Riot squad come down, yeah. so they're getting trying to get in the yeah. mix. Uh, Natalia wins that with a roll-up, too. Mm. And then uh, the last match of the Gauntlet match, Sasha versus Natalia. This was fantastic. This was really good, but man, Sasha needs to lay off the hubris. She yeah. she was like she was like posing to the crowd like I want that title, Ronda. While Natalia was like totally fine. Like get you got to get on it. You got to mm-hmm. get it. It's just in character in kayfabe, whatever. You got to get on it. And she yeah. was not getting on it. No, no, yeah, no. She was. She thought she had it wrapped up. Celebrating too much. Uh, there was a bank statement. Uh, Natalia got out of. Uh, Took two sharpshooters, pretty much, for Sasha to tap. Afterwards, Ronda comes down the ring, raises Natalia's hand. Uh, then they kind of have a stare down. Ronda extends her hand. Natty shakes it. They hug. Some posing to end the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all in all, not a perfect show. Hopeful that some of the stuff that uh, the McMahon said to start the, the show will actually come to fruition. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, though. Yep. We've got our SmackDown, Smackdown preview. preview here. Should be an interesting one. The the era of Asuka begins. Are we going to get, let me ask you this. We're mm. not going to get like a 20-minute McMahon thing. No, I hope not. It's not like there's anything wrong with SmackDown. No, there's nothing wrong with SmackDown. Like, SmackDown is- I think it'd be cool if Vince is there and Triple H is there. Like, maybe just show, hey, we're kind of serious about this whole thing. Because Shane made a point of saying, SmackDown 2. Yeah, so we're but I'm hoping that it was kind of mentioned as an afterthought. It was, all the stuff they were saying was more about Raw. And not so I, I think so. I mean, that should be the case. Yeah, because SmackDown's good. Still, if you want, like, I just want that. I want SmackDown to feel, I want SmackDown to feel loved by the McMahons. That's what I want. Yeah. Because if it's loved by the McMahons, they'll get cool stuff. Or you want them to just forget it exists so we can enjoy I mean, it. We're still. getting cool stuff now. I know. And it seems I know, like Vince doesn't care I know. about it. So I. But it's it's so good and it needs to be rewarded. And I feel like a trip. You know, it, it needs a hug from Vince. No, because Vince will say, will hug it and say, "I know how to make this better." Oh no! Don't do that. And then it'll start to be garbage. The era of Oscar begins. Oscar emerged victorious in the first ever women's TLC match on Sunday night, becoming the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Though she got an unexpected assist from Raw Women's Champion Ronda Rousey, the Empress of Tomorrow has declared that she is now... That she is now... Wait, hold on. She will declare that she is now... The Man! Thank you. After defeating Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. No, I pulled that on you. Will anyone step up and try to bring Asuka's reign to a quick end? How will Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair respond to Ronda Rousey's interference? Though Asuka is sure to be celebrating her newfound championship glory, the man and the queen are no doubt seething after Ronda Rousey shoved the ladder they had been climbing, sending them tumbling to the canvas and allowing the Empress of Tomorrow to claim the SmackDown Women's title for herself. How will Lynch and Flair respond to the baddest woman on the planet meddling in their affairs? Will the new Daniel Bryan's crusade continue? I finally watched that interview with him Mm. where he talks about the leather strap, which he does just briefly. But man, it is so good. It is so. It's like four minutes long. It's so good. Uh, anyways, how will the new Daniel Bryan? I'm sorry. Will the new Daniel Bryan's crusade continue? Following his tirade about the WWE Universe and his leather strap WWE Championship Sunday afternoon, the new Daniel Bryan took one step closer to making his worldview a reality, defeating AJ Styles to hang on to the WWE title at WWE TLC. Will Bryan make good on his vow to introduce a sustainable championship title? Yeah, it's sustainable. Will Styles be still be on the hunt for the champion? Oh, that's so good. Hemp. 
Hemp yep. strap. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Can anyone stop Thebar? The odds were stacked against Sheamus and Cesaro in their first SmackDown Tag Team Championship title triple threat. Oh, sorry, not the first. In their triple threat match at WWE TLC. However, Thebar once again showed why they are Team Blue's top tandem. Fighting off the challenge of both the New Day and the Usos. With those two tag teams in the rear view, rear view mirror, who will be next to try to knock off Thebar? Find out tonight at 8, 7 Central on USA Network. Very exciting stuff. Who's it going to be? Who's the man? I mean, who's it going to be? Anyways, uh, let's read some, let's do some questions. Questions, questions, questions. Uh, Power Packers 90, thanks for helping me get through a grueling work week. No problem. You're welcome. Sean Lathrop. First day with Fox 55, Fort Wayne today. Wish me luck. Ooh, Fort Wayne, Fox 50. Is he going to be on TV? I don't know. That's a good is question. he going to be like one of, the, is one of the anchors? Good luck. Good luck with that. Elliot Smith. Man, people hating so much for this segment. But to me, it felt genuine. Takes time to make wholesale changes, and Raw was a good start in his opinion. Tranquilo. Tranquilo. We got yeah. another, another new patron, Tina Keys. Thank you very much. Welcome to the family, Tina. Oh, man, we got to talk about that just real quick. What? Last night, during one of the commercial breaks, um, they introduced, or maybe it was during the intermission. There was, like, hardly intermission. No, there really wasn't intermission. They introduced three people that they claimed. Oh, yeah. They scoured the arena to find three fans in the audience who had the best impersonations of WWE superstars. The first guy up... Uh, did a really bad Hulk Hogan. So not only did he choose Hulk Hogan, it was not good. The impression wasn't good. Um, God bless him, though. Oh, he went there he, and tried. Yes. He tried. That's not easy to do. Nope. The people booed him out of the building, and he had a big smile on his face. So A for effort. Yes. Just next time, don't choose the guy who's got a lot of controversy around him, and then work on your impression. Uh, the next, was, the next light was yeah. woman who did Stone Cold. Yeah. Again. Good effort. Good effort. She tried. Yeah. Um, and she even kind of had a little a bit little of his bit cadence. A little bit of the cadence, yeah. All right. Then this little kid gets up there, right? He says, I'm going to do The Undertaker. Oh. Rest in peace. And he like put his eyes in the back of his head. Crowd pop big. Oh, yeah. And he was rewarded with two front row tickets for the rest of the show. Yeah. And at one point, Seth Rollins saw him and said, hey. In the words of Raven, what about me? What what is going on? She just went through one section. That I the think. guy who literally can do the Undertaker better than maybe even the Undertaker himself. You would have lost to the kid, though. No, I wouldn't yeah, have. Yeah, would have. I would have gotten on the mic. They'd have been like, "Whoa, the Undertaker's actually here." They'd have been like, "Whoa." No, you would have lost. What's the kid. going on here? You would have lost. And the then kid. you and I could have been front row the rest of the time. You would have lost the kid. Oh my! I would have tombstoned him. That's what I would have done. You. That is horrible. Mine is superior. You would have lost to the kid. Anyways, continuing on. Uh, Kyle Young, hey, it's the Hiroyo Matsumoto shirt I sent in. The shirt you're wearing. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I love this. That's this a great shirt. awesome. That's like a great my shirt. my favorite shirt. The design on this is great. Might be the last time you see it. Lacey has a tendency of stealing all my cool shirts and then just wearing them to bed. Like, it's a total waste. Like, wow, that's a really great looking shirt the world should see. I'm only going to wear it to bed. She's my, my villain Marty Skrull shirt. She just wears to bed. Why don't you take it back? I'm sorry, what? Take it back? Yeah. From my wife? Yeah. Who is violent? Well. 
because I don't like getting on the show with a black eye. All right. That's why I'm not going to take what you have been subjected to her violence. Yeah. That's only a, a, a pittance of what she does in the privacy know, of man. our home. I mean, if, the, if, it's, if it's a, if it's a Are shirt. Are you trying to get me beat up? If it's a shirt you like. She's terrifying. You should say, hey, this is a shirt I like wearing on the show. She on. is terrifying. All right. Well, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Nguyen, Steve's periphery is so heightened, he can see imaginary Hilton. It's truth. Uh, Eddie Jose Guevara Minivar. How true is this whole you, the WWE Universe, are the authority thing? And then I believe this is there at the bottom. says, not at all true. At the end of the day, everything on the show happens based on the whims of a 73-year-old weirdo. That's basically my answer. Yeah, that's true. It's we true. are not the authority. No. Biff Weird. Top Johnny. If Triple H were in charge, who would he push? Finn Balor. <laughs> Just go back and watch the end of, of Raw, Raw 25. 25. Who closes the show? Whose hand is Triple H holding up? It's Finn Balor. Finn Balor. This is my guy. Burning Fortress. How quickly are the NXT call-ups going to be buried? I mean, Nikki Cross and EC3 have the best cho- best shots. I think Lars Sullivan has a decent shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're already running vignettes for him. So it's yeah. heavy machinery. They will be buried. Yeah, probably. They will be buried. Uh, let's see here. Charvel Myers took off a month from wrestling. Now I'm back here. Have some money. I see I really haven't missed anything. Thank you, Charvel Myers. Thank you, Charvel. You haven't really missed much, no. Um, KJ, this is a good question. Whenever the horsewomen versus horsewomen bout finally takes place, which four are more likely to be the heels? That is going to be very interesting because the top heel uh, in the women's division in any brand is Shayna Baszler. And the the other two, and Jessamyn Duke and Marina Shafir, like as a team, they are heel supreme. Ronda is face supreme. She really is. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people thought maybe her pushing that ladder. No, man, that's just that's just good storytelling. She is super face. Yeah. She is super face. Yeah. Listen to that promo she dropped last night. Yeah, super face. Uh, friendo Ron Armenta. Uh, now that there is no, I'm sorry, we sorry. didn't answer the question. I don't, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't I mean, know. But if seventy five percent of the of the MMA horsewomen are like super then heels, Ronda's gonna have to be kind of heelish. Which I I will love to see. Yes, I would really like to see that. Uh, Ron, Armenta, Ron met him yesterday. Great meeting him. Now that uh, B- Baron Corbin is no longer general manager, do you think we, we he will start wearing his gear again, or is it corporate Corbin here to stay? Give me corporate Corbin. Dress for the job you want, man. I I disagree hundred percent. That's one thing that you and I will never agree on. I want him back in his old gear. He's not he's not an authority figure anymore. Therefore Dress for the job you want. He wants to be general manager of Raw. What happens if you lose that job? You know, but here's the thing is like Baron pretty much in the beginning is booked as kind of a almost kind of a pathetic guy. <laughs> He is his gimmick is he's humiliated all the yeah. time. Yeah, so he ha, if he doesn't and know. yet he's still arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> like he got humiliated and then he goes to Seth and has the nerve to say, "Oh, that's right, Dean Ambrose took your title." <laughs> um, so yeah, he has to wear that humiliation by wearing his uh, business casual stuff. Gotcha. Ron again says Steve Seffi thought the picture was cool and she said Larson helped Steve not say bad words. Can give her a shout out. I'll try. I'll try, Steffi, not to, to to keep your language in check. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a better person, Seffi. However, the problem is if I get on you about cussing, what's going to happen? I'll probably do it more. Yes. Uh, $2 super chat. Message retracted. 
Nice. Those are my favorite. Six-inch Cyclops. Which WWE superstar most deserves a pipe bomb moment? Finn Balor. That'd be good. Aaron, where should heavy machinery go? Both could use them. Probably raw. Probably raw. It, I think it. I think they need. They should go to SmackDown. Here's the thing: SmackDown has really, really great tag team wrestling on lock, so they can afford to have a comedy act try to fit into that. Raw cannot afford to have another comedy act right now. They cannot. They're trying to legitimize their tag division. They should go to SmackDown. Uh, we, won't, we'll, we would never see him on SmackDown. Uh, Josh gonna be green. This says heel wife. Thinking reference to yeah, man. Lacey. Uh, let's see here. Josh Little says, here's a hint about what I sent you. Golden. Apparently, Josh Little sent us some gold. Some gold bouillon. bouillon. Some bouillon. Dobloons. Yar. That's awesome. Gold is a good investment. <laughs> it is. It's a really good investment. Wolfpack for life. Now that we're getting close to the Hall of Fame, spe- to Hall of Fame speculation season, I rewatched your 10 people that would never get in the Hall of Fame. Since Double J made it in, are there any others that could make it in? Here's your list in order. Number 10, Vince Russo. No. No. With a laugh. No. With the laugh. Yeah. No. Sabu. No. Why, why not Sabu? Like he says like weird unhinged stuff kind of on a somewhat okay, regular basis. I'm not giving him a live mic. Tiny my kid. Possible. Uh, it's definitely bo- possible. Dude, they gave him the lower third on their deep yeah, cuts. Yeah, yeah, it's possible. It, it, he'll it's possible. probably get in this it's year. Possible, yeah. Probably with are the Bulldogs as a tag team in? I don't believe so. That's gonna be it. That's yeah. gonna be it yeah. as a tag team. Um, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, he's in. He's in. He made it. Shane Douglas. No. 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 He's too like disassociated with the company, and he's he, not like a big enough name for them to like. No, and he's burned so many bridges. Yeah. Lex Luger. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I think it's going to be a little while. What so. has he done that like I think warrants it was him just, not getting in? I think it was in? just the association with uh, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he's done, he he works for the he does some some like outreach yeah. work for the company. Yeah, he'll get in. Might Maybe be might point. be this year because it might be this year. I could see that happening. Uh, CM Punk. No. Maybe with a laugh. Scott Steiner. No. You know what's sad is that the most deserving tag team that isn't in is the, is the Steiner, Steiner brothers, brothers yeah, and maybe even the Bulldogs. Uh, China, she really should. That'll happen. I think that'll happen. There's been so much fan movement on that. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll happen. Um, oh yeah, and then number one, uh, not he's saying not saying number one because it'll never actually happen. I'm pretty sure we probably put Benoit number one. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, it'll never happen. Yeah. We didn't put Owen Hart on there? That's not going to happen. Owen Hart's not on there? I think that'll happen. It's just going to be a while. Everybody softens their stance eventually, dude. Yeah, I think we'll they see. do. This takes uh, his wife. I know, I know. Softening her stance. And uh, I think that'll probably happen. Keith Roberts, shock, no dream call-up. What's next for him in NXT? Apparently, he was lobbying for a call-up yesterday or this morning and then deleted all the tweets. Ah, are you serious? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, don't do that. It's your job. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I know, I know. It's like a lot of money. <laughs> and yes, you should be there, but just chill out, okay? And on top of that, what's your hurry, man? They're just going to ruin you. I know. <laughs> Don't be in a rush, Dream. I know. They're going to ruin you. I know. Uh, let's see here. 
Uh, Tyler Wright says this was a, that was that raw was actually enjoyable. Could this actually be how things will be done from now on? We'll see. It's it's a big wait and see, man. It's just a, it's a big wait and see. Yeah, it really is. And I know that you can't like. It's a difficult thing to be like. Oh yeah, no, I've got full faith. I'm not saying that at all. No, there's no reason to have faith in the McMahon. None. 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 But Triple H is out there. I have lots of faith in him. Yes. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I mean, I guess the, the 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 moral of all this is just because they instantly deliver on what they said they were going to do doesn't mean they're not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a great question. Penultimate Tommy Wiseau. Can a well-booked gauntlet match instantly bring back relevance uh, to a wrestler who's been in mid-card purgatory? Yeah. Yes. I mean, look what Absolutely. did for Seth. Not that he was in mid-card purgatory, but he was kind of floundering a if bit. If you put Zack Ryder in Seth's position and had him pull off that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, yeah anybody can. It's wrestling. They oh, can yeah. do it. All those guys oh, are yeah. cardio to the gills. Um, Josh Little, uh, do you think that Paige is still going to be the GM of SmackDown? I hope so. If they do remove her from being GM, Power Rank, what would be her next position in WWE? She will be GM. She will yeah, absolutely yeah, yeah, be yeah. GM. She's doing a great job. Yeah. Storyline, there is zero reason to fire her, yeah. and the fans would hate that. Yeah. They would hate that. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. This is interesting. Samuel Bronkowitz. How awful was that Vince? Was that tie Vince was wearing last night? He wears those uh, two-tone uh, ties where the knot's one color and the rest he of the ties a different those. color. Did they run? I'm curious. Uh, see, in chat, uh, did they run the XFL promo? Oh, yeah, I heard that. Did they run that during the intermission? I feel like there was zero intermission. There was like no, no, it was at one point. We went to the I think it was during the intermission. Uh, Ryan Rugani, will WWE put KO and Sammy in a tag team when they come back? Um, he says he hopes not. I just want something meaty for him. I want something good for them. Yeah, I want that, whether really it's, good it's for a them. single wrestlers or a tag team. And I feel like Sammy good. as a heel, just. And I know a lot of it was creative. It's not something I don't think he can do. I think he could probably pull it off amazingly. But the, the creative behind him as a heel is always really bad. Yeah, no. He's really we should do, they should do a Telestrator idea where he goes and criticizes people's matches. I love that idea. Burning Fortress, please call up Jack Potato Larson. Fun Wrestling hasn't even started yet. I know. Tranquilo, please. Uh, oh, wow. This one got a lot of upvotes. Um, Wrestle King 68. Do you think this may be Vince's way, even behind the scenes, I think he's saying, of giving Triple H, Shane, and Stephanie more control in the company while he pursues the XFL. I don't think behind the scenes much is going to change. Nope. I think they probably just recognize that there are certain things the fans aren't responding to and they're going to change that. But I, I would find it really difficult to believe they're actually literally going to change any no. of the stuff behind no. the scenes. No. I just think they recognize that, man, what we're well, doing isn't working. Yep. We just need to do something different exactly. that doesn't involve changing the entire like Process. corporate structure of the company. Right, exactly. Because, you know, uh, word of Vince stepping down is probably going to cause the stock price to plummet. Mm-hmm. Plummet. Oh, oh, my God, yeah. So, no, he's not. They all think it. that Vince is keeping it together. They think Vince is wrestling, yes. Yeah, exactly. Oh, apparently, so, according to Tina Keys here in chat, uh, the XFL thing is usually during intermission. We had the same promo here uh, in oh, Ron Seattle. Okay. okay. So, yeah. It was like the same, I think it was the same act they got to do the last year's 2K18, The it was sort of the rap thing, mm-hmm. the commercial, which mm-hmm. is really, really well done. Mm-hmm. They got the same thing, the same act guy, whatever, to do okay, the XFL gotcha, one. Gotcha. 
It was okay. Anyways, I think that's it for the show. Yeah, good show. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, patrons, what day is it today? Tuesday? Yeah. Oh, we're doing Truth Exposed. Truth Exposed. we got to find something oh, to Oh, man, Exposed $5 on. and up. You're going to enjoy this one. Uh, anyways, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you guys later. There's Goodbye. music for you. Bye. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.